0: Welcome to Podheim, Jurok's Valheim podcast. Let's give him the business.
1: Hey, everybody. Today is May 17th, 2022. I'm your host, Jurok the Viking, and joining me today are my fellow Vikings, Gwen the Shieldmaiden.
0: Hello, everybody.
1: Shieldmaiden, Morning Darkness. Hello. Viking Thorin, a.k.a. Metarune. Hey everyone. And joining us today for the first time is a Viking Kondo. Hey everyone. Have you killed all the bosses in Valheim and wonder what to do next? You probably wish there was more content so you could give it the business. Well, today we're going to interview one of the biggest modders for Valheim. His mods have given us the ability to make new content for our server. So our players can go out each week and give something new, the business. And we have a guest co-host today. He's one of the admins from my server, Kondo. Welcome. Thank you for joining us.
2: Glad to be here. Thank you.
3: One of the best admins. Let's let's be clear. (laughs) (laughs) The the most skilled for sure. (laughs) I love you. you. Love you, Gwen and Thorin. But Kondo, like by far, is
4: super skilled at it (laughs) basic. He is the mastermind, for sure. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think Kondo and I have been having jam sessions several nights uh, every week, two, three mm. times, sometimes more, where we just talk admin stuff and what's what could be possible in the future, and or going over season two stuff. Uh, so yeah, it's been it's been fun finding another admin who's as much into the uh, admin commands and and mods and. And Kondo is a spreadsheet wizard. Oh my goodness, he's helping keep us organized with (laughs) spreadsheet stuff.
0: (laughs) Stuff. It's impressive. (laughs) Like it's. It must be all your free time that you're spending on doing all that uh, admin, testing, and experiments and stuff.
2: I do a lot of it's for myself too. So (laughs) I do spend quite a lot of time in my own world, testing uh, different mechanics uh, or, or elements of the game to see what works and what doesn't what breaks what doesn't
0: every time i have a question about anything game related i know that i can ask you and you will have the answer because you've you literally know the name the game inside out by this point because you've (laughs) tested everything all the possibilities (laughs) on so many different topics as well it was great to have you on the no map server you were like you had already like prepared and planned all the tactics of how to play on no map how to explore the map efficiently and so on and you had like a whole kind of write-up on it it was impressive
1: yep so uh, all the valheim players out there in the world if you really want to learn a lot just email condo at (laughs) gmail.com and he'll answer all (laughs) thousands of your questions (laughs) (laughs) Kondo, can you tell us a little bit about your gaming history and how you found Valheim? Um,
2: Well, my background was first-person shooter. So back, um, uh, I think, about 2007, I um, got my first real PC and played um, Graw 2, which was Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter 2. I played for that for about seven years, played competitive uh, with that. and. I think after that 7 years I um back when I was uh, a little kid I used to play Mech Warrior. So I heard of a game that came out which was Mech Warrior Online and it's a game where you jump in big stompy robots and, and it's similar to a first person shooter um but you're in robots. Played that for about 4 years um, or longer. Still play it a little bit now but not as much. And then um I was with a friend uh, Kellis, which used to be used to play on uh your service, Euroc, and we were playing uh, Seven Days to Die uh in between times uh Mechwire online.
1: Mm, so one of my were, favorite games ever. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> which I think I've got more hours in Seven Days to Die than I do in <laughs> Belheim.
1: <laughs> for now. Uh, <laughs> for now. <laughs> for now. Yeah. But,
2: um um we got a little bit sick of um seven days to die i'm not sick of it but it was getting to a point where we'd done pretty much everything and and again in seven days to die i would find ways to gain the system and design bases that would be zero effort um to um, protect you from the hordes of course um, you
1: did <laughs> engineer all those mechanics and find out where the glitches are and then the zombies just stand there and look up at you and go, I can't get condo.
0: <laughs> pretty,
2: pretty much. i made bases that they could do that. So um, zero effort um, bases in, in um, seven days to die. And then when Arkellis and I were not getting sick of that, but we were looking for something else and we saw Valheim and we, um, I think I downloaded it and then uh, he uh, jumped onto there as well. and. One thing led to another. We spent, I think, about six months uh, from it, or from when we purchased the game, to I think around um, September, maybe a bit later. I think November. I joined your service.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask you what, how, how, did you find my server, and, and what finally uh, made you decide that this might be the server for you?
2: I think might I can't honestly remember, but I think it was a YouTube clip I was watching. And um, I think it was mentioned in there or in the comments that you had a server running. So I did a um, bit of research and had a look, and I think I joined your Discord channel. And then um, back when I joined, I think there was about, don't quote me, but I think it was about 12 members in total uh, Mm -hmm. on your servers. And, um, yeah, I applied, and Pulkus interviewed me, and um, one thing led to another, and I'm still around.
1: Back then when I was just letting in any old riffraff onto the server. <laughs>
0: Correct. <laughs> that, that would have been uh, probably October then, like early October.
2: I think it was.
0: Yeah, yeah it, it might have it? been. I'd
2: have to check. Yeah,
0: yeah I'd I have to check.
1: So. Yeah, because we started in yeah. September and uh, I think the server was up for uh, about a week or two before I even announced it. But then it was just me and uh, one of my friends were playing on it and then. Once I made the announcement, it, two of the original members are even here now. Two, Thorin and Gwen, were two of the early, early members.
4: Yeah, first weekend.
3: Yeah, nice, <laughs> nice.
4: Yeah,
2: and so I think, I think New Iommi was just built when I um when I arrived.
0: Mm. Yeah, side. yeah. So that would have been really early October then. Yeah, I remember because. Um, I remember you and Arcellius joining and you ended up building Erebor, which now uh, Morning Darkness has bought off, or you've passed it on to her and is running. <laughs> uh, and that's on the starter island. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you've been around uh, a while. But yeah, one of the uh, the funny, funny things since you're into uh robots and stuff, uh <laughs> one <laughs> of the members of the of the server has come up with this excellent meme that I love, uh, about you condo, um, because you optimize everything. Yes, you so know, that meme, that. the optimized prime <laughs> with your yeah. face on it. <laughs> yes, I've that. <laughs> that kind of sums it up really.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's, it's been great to, to have you. I've very, I mean, I'm so lucky that, uh, in the first month, you know, few weeks of opening the server, I had, uh, so many really good people uh join, you know, Thorin, Gwen and and Kondo and you know, eventually Morning Darkness too. But I got lucky. I, I mean I just really consider myself lucky that you 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 type of people in with like really friendly, but then also like stepping up to help the community, to to make it a friendly place. And then you know each of you have your own strengths as far as like what you are most interested in to bring, you know, to, to the server that like without these core people that came into the server, um, you know, talk us to, uh, you know, jumping right into to start interviewing people right away and giving them tours. It's like, I don't, I, it, I don't know what I would have done without all, all of you. Cause I, I was immediately overwhelmed <laughs> myself by, by everybody wanting to join the, so it's been great having all of you with, being so helpful and, and bringing your skills uh, to the community. I also want to mention that later on in the podcast, we have an interview with one of Valheim's modders, Yere Kusala. Uh, I like to say jeer because it, it's the first syllable in my name, jeer, jeerak. <laughs> but uh, uh, we're going to talk about some of the new videos we've posted recently. And I- I've been super busy talking with Kondo actually a lot lately uh, about uh, Season 2 and other build potentials. Actually, Kondo and I recently discovered that we can build custom burial chambers and sunken crypts.
0: What? <laughs>
1: yes, wait till you then see you, it.
0: You As if you the different yeah, you rooms?
1: Um, well, I don't want to spoil it, but oh. <laughs> more about that in the future when uh, we, we launch, maybe as soon as the next server reset, which I think is this coming Monday, uh-huh. the resource server. Yeah. Um, but so, and then doing a lot of uh, testing for season two, I'm testing tons of mods because we were considering maybe running a GROX modded server. But I think that instead of a modded server, I'm just going to put all the mods in season two. And that way we kind of get a feel for what people like, what they don't like, what's broken, what's working well. And then maybe that could be the um, basis for a future modded server, because with a seasonal server, it's temporary. We can you know, e- easily pull mods in and out and whatnot. And, and it might even be a good testing ground for um, allowing everybody to use the uh, gizmo mod, which allows you to rotate pieces in every direction to see how that goes before we... Maybe allow it on the main server. I don't know. But so as far as videos, um, the the one video that I was able to get up was just uh, a little clip from the Star Wars competition. And I wanted to feature the Crash TIE Fighter build that we awarded uh, first place because it was such an amazing build. I wanted it to have its own video. And I, I do want to get around to featuring the other builds in their own videos as well. But I did get that one up. Uh, How about you, Thorin? Did you get any videos up over the last week?
4: Uh, I haven't done too much. We had a live stream last week of episode three of the Business Givers series, which is the, I've talked about it before on the podcast, but it's the admin playthrough for uh, admins and helpers on Jurok's server. So that's been a lot of fun. We set sail for the first time and made our way over to Haldor and tracked him down and set up a little base there. Um, Yeah, we're going to be recording episode four on thursday which i guess will be yesterday uh, at the time of release of this podcast so uh yeah keep your eye out for for those and i think we're gonna try to take on the elder this week which should be pretty fun
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah and what about you gwen you get any videos up this week
0: Yeah, I finally managed to get the one that I've been talking about for a couple of weeks, which is another uh, short clip from the latest interview we did with Grimcore uh, about a month ago. And this one is all about magic. He told us some really interesting things and we were kind of, uh, yeah, throwing ideas out with, uh, with Grimcore on how would it be with magic if magic would be more prevalent in the game in the future if there's any specific law around the shamans and uh, we asked him the question of will magic be available to players uh in the future and uh yeah if you want to hear about that and hear what he had to say can head out to gwendershield maiden on youtube it's a fairly short video as well so yeah that's that's pretty much it for now um i do you have a few other ideas and things like that? But yeah, editing takes time, <laughs> and time is not something I, I have a lot of at the moment, unfortunately. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, I like you. Y- you did some extra editing with that. You didn't just show the full clip. You actually uh, pulled some some, uh, and maybe even produced some clips for that with some some new voiceover. So uh, it mm-hmm. was it, it was a fun video to watch. Yeah, people should definitely check it out.
0: Uh, thanks. Yeah, I uh, definitely am trying different things with <laughs> with videos instead of just having the clip and just something static to to look at. I did put some B roll in there, um, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what I can can come up with in the future. I definitely want to stream more as well. I, I miss just going on adventure and um, silly adventures with people and streaming. So might do that uh, whenever I'm, I next have a couple of hours.
1: Yeah, I wanted to point out too that your thumbnails are uh, you know, very unique and you're keeping them stylized to like a brand for yourself. I wonder where you where you got that idea, you know, those skills from <laughs> in your real life. But yeah, so every time I like I'm looking through, you know, my new content, your your thumbnails jump out, you know, really easily because of the you use that same format and it's very unique compared to other people's videos. So, I know instantly when when Gwen has a new video up. Mm-hmm. Well, what about you, Morning? I know you're really busy over there uh, on Twitch and whatnot. Can you tell us a little bit about the last week?
3: Yeah, I actually didn't get a lot of streaming done uh, this last couple of weeks, and I mean, I, I even missed streaming last night. But we'll not go into that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but uh, I did a new No Map run with Diamond Dust three hundred and twenty and Petrolux Gaming. Uh, Diamond Dust is actually a member on our server as well. She was in the podcast last week, <laughs> Marie. And um, and then I've been doing uh, a number of different videos of, of just trying to get season two builds done. Uh, they're a little bit different style than I feel like what other people are doing. Other people are doing sort of, um, no spoilers. Spoilers. Doing something different. I'm doing more uh, current builds, um, as in creatures are still actively there on the server, taking advantage of some things. That's very cryptic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, how much do you want me to not spoil or spoil? You know.
1: <laughs> oh, it's okay. You spoil right, a little so like, bit.
3: So, there's a lot of discussion about how to ruin buildings. Yes. None of my buildings are ruined. Mm-hmm. I'm not, well, okay, that's not entirely true. There's one building ruined that's look. definitely, yeah, there's one building, building that has that sort of ruined look, but, or, well, ew. anyway, but, um, you know, a lot of my things are either ancient, but like preserved by magic, currently being used, or yeah, currently being used, yeah. Um, and then I finally just this last couple of days started working on the castle that I'm building for my D&D game that I'm playtesting this weekend
1: (laughs) oh that'd be interesting are you gonna are you gonna stream or record that so that maybe we can see what it what 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 it is you're doing
3: my playtest
1: well if you the process, like you, because you're going to be showing um, people the build through Valheim, right? Uh, yeah. Streaming so that?
3: I'm, I'm streaming the build itself and I'm talking about, you know, what different aspects I need and that sort of thing. I don't know if I'll be streaming the actual playtest itself because it's going to be pretty rocky to start and I haven't even decided whether or not I'm going to run it fully in Valheim. Or if I'm just going to use um, screenshots or images, I, I haven't even gotten to that point yet. And, you know, it's only going to be this weekend. Yeah. It's only, I've got three days to figure that out.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, after you, you've done it a few times uh, with your group, it, you, you might see potential um, for streaming the, you know, what you're showing them in Valheim, if, if there's a lot to show. Uh, Or how much you use Valheim be interesting. But then again, maybe not. And maybe it's just for that game session. But I think people might be really curious to see the process. And maybe even like I know people do watch videos of people just playing a a tabletop game. But to see Mm -hmm. the process of actually including, you know, some footage or stills from inside right. valheim might be really interesting but yeah yeah you'll have to see that's, that's how i'm going to
3: be starting if nothing else because the game that i'm actually running not the playtest but the actual game is in two weeks yeah so um and that's going to be at it like a, at a convention so i'm not going to be able to do it in valheim but uh this might be something that i save for a later thing where i do actually run a D or some sort of role-playing game in valheim for certain people
0: yeah. Yes. Find me up. Find
4: me up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> me too. Me too. <laughs>
1: yeah, you've got a lot of uh, tabletop gamers or people interested in tabletop gaming over here on in the server. <laughs> well, Gwen, what Valheim news have we been um, uh, shown over the last week? Anything interesting?
0: Yeah, so we were staring at our blank sheet of Valheim news segment earlier today. And at the very last hour, Jonathan Smars saved us, (laughs) saved our segment. He posted on Twitter like half an hour ago, this GIF of uh, an interesting new item. So the caption reads, don't these just look like so much fun with a smiley face? and the animated gif is of a uh trap like a bear trap quick <laughs> a troll yeah and a troll walking on a bear trap um and getting staggered by it i think yep. and then uh in the next kind of uh still it's shown that the character is is walking over the bear trap and instantly dying so it's a it's a trap that works not only for the mobs in game, as illustrated by the troll uh, but also for other for players for Vikings yeah Hi. yeah I wonder, I wonder
4: yeah, go ahead this, yeah, I, yeah, I was going to say, I wonder if this ties into the friendly fire mechanic, like your weather weapons do, or if this is just an item on the ground that can damage you because this is like an even better version of the bonfire sabotage
1: yes.
0: It's
4: <laughs> we all I we all so knew much, was going yeah.
1: there. Yeah, you you took the words right out of my mouth, Thorin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's really interesting. I have so many thoughts about this. The first one is it's great to see another uh, option for base defense, especially defending against trolls. Because so many times uh, people end up digging trenches and doing loads of terraforming to protect from trolls, but this looks like a pretty good method like the troll on the uh, uh thing that he posted the troll it took the the trap took out 80 percent of its life so that in itself can probably protect your base um it looks like once it's opened or armed and it closes on the uh mob that's walking over it you might need to reactivate it hmm. As in re-arm it. Um, But other than that, it looks like a pretty self-sufficient defense. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Also, it looks like a bear trap. And I'm sure a lot of people are going to speculate around that. Does this mean we're going to get bears? Mm
2: Do you want to speculate what material it's made from?
0: Yeah, good question. Uh, It looks like uh, the color is kind of bronze color-ish huh. uh, or huh. copper. It, it's, it's kind of brass color, brass color. So uh, it's definitely made out of metal mostly. I don't know what mix of metals. I would say probably either copper or iron, or maybe it's a mix, um, hmm. but it, it's oh. all metal. I don't see any hints of anything else in terms of materials, at least not in the design. Of Do you the think items. a chain might also be needed? Ah, uh, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah, some of those Mistlins pictures that they've shown us, uh, the details on, on the buildings and the bridges have this sort of same metal color, this kind of <laughs> bronzy color. So I'm wondering if it's the same metals for, for the bear trap as for those
4: items. Mm. I wonder how this would affect bosses. The mm. mm-hmm. boss stands in it.
0: Oh, yeah. I wonder. Well, if- it would make a lot of damage for sure. Yeah, I wonder if Yeah you,
4: it does a lot of damage to the troll.
1: If you actually get trapped, like you it's stuck there for a time until you know, a certain amount of time until it can break free or something. It's hard to tell from that little
0: clip that they posted.
4: Yeah, it definitely gets stunned. Yeah. The uh the troll
0: looks stunned and then it looks like it's then kind of stuck in place, but we can't see much because then the uh Jonathan just kills finishes it with a with an arrow. But it looks like the troll seems to have like its foot stuck in it. So I Mm. think it would be trapped in place.
2: does
1: 400 damage.
0: 400 damage. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Is that what you worked out based on the the bar?
1: No, that's what it does to the, to the the PC character. Oh
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. It hits the player for 400 points of damage. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Uh, I I was looking for for new videos to post, so uh, look for a new video on the bear trap as soon as... uh we're done with the podcast well th- that video will be out before this podcast is released
0: and i was so gonna it's say it's gonna be out in a few hours
1: after we're done recording this but
0: <laughs> but hey i just a thought that uh came into mind it's coming out it will probably be released with the Miss update update i'm guessing or before the mislands update and they the devs have said that they're looking uh, f- uh, uh, to introduce more fauna into the mistlands, we know there's a rabbit there might be some other creatures so i think it's probably related to that like maybe there's things that you need to protect your base from or things that you want to hunt maybe or try to capture uh bear. maybe even tame that you couldn't tame without trapping them with such a contraption
4: Bear. that doesn't seem very nice
0: bear
3: I want bears. I,
1: I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna go with morning darkness and say it's a bear that spins webs.
0: <laughs> uh, what? Oh my God. What horrors did you just know? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Now, now I have the image of a bear with spider legs. <laughs> there you go.
1: Thanks for
4: the no, bears, <laughs> no. <laughs> Ooh, maybe we're gonna get armor that's got a bear head. That'd be sweet.
0: Oh yeah. <gasps> oh. A cape, a new cape with a bear head that kind bear of cape. acts as a helmet. Yeah, yep. the, the the head of the bear can be a helmet, and the uh, the the pelt can be the cape. Can you tell? I've watched Norseman. Yes. Last week. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're gonna just go over a couple of server uh, event uh, and server events and news items. Morning darkness. You want to start us off with that?
3: Yeah. So first of all, I'd like to announce and welcome. A uh, new member to our server this week is Wolfric. Welcome! We are so pleased to have you. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome.
1: Um, welcome to the server, and it, it's I forget who it was. It's a newer player who I uh, was on chat with last night, but uh, they they uh, joined about a month ago and and only played for a day or two, and then had to because of real life obligations couldn't play for about a month, but but came back. And started playing again in the last couple of days. So, um, hey. welcome back, and I hope you are enjoying your stay with us. And uh, both Wolfric and and any of the newer players of the last few weeks, um, please, yeah, just continue to bombard chat with your questions. And I'm sure most of the clans and guild guilds out there will be willing to give you tours as um, you know of each of their clan. And builds and whatnot on the server, and if you're interested in joining one of them, that's the best way to figure out which one is a good fit for you, is just to take a tour of each of the clan's build and get to know the, them and the way you know, that they run their clan and see if one fits you. Or, of course, you could become a nomad, too, and wander around with all the nomads who are clanless on the server. Gwen- Yay,
0: Thorin and I. <laughs> Bane came back, too.
1: Oh, oh who, who came back, morning? Bane. Oh yeah, Spain. Oh
0: yes, yeah.
1: One of our really, really talented builders uh, who creeped us out with an amazing, um, like, sort of like a Dracula castle build. I have a video on his first one, and he had a new one going. Um, I have to follow up with him to see the progress on that. But um,
3: and hands down, one of the best voices too. Can we just take a moment? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, He sounds like a Transylvanian vampire uh, almost with that nice deep voice. And I want to suck your blood.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Every time he speaks, I I hear organs playing in the background. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) We we should get him on the podcast sometime and I'll play organ music in the background whenever he's talking. (laughs)
3: Yes.
1: (laughs) Well, so on the server... um, uh, of course, Kondo, uh, was the one who built, um, the dungeon for this, uh, resource server reset, and he's, uh, reset it a couple of times, uh, Kondo, how, how are, are people enjoying that? I know you followed them along in and in a couple of their adventures on going through that dungeon.
2: Um, I think they're enjoying it uh, pretty well. Um, a lot of. I wouldn't say different uh, mobs, but um, there's a lot of corridors and uh, open areas for the players to um, battle the mobs and um, discover or recover the fragments. Mm
1: -hmm. I
2: think, yeah, I think they're enjoying it.
1: Yeah, and I I love the way that you sort of hid uh, the chests around in different spots uh, with rubble from from the dungeon, because you really, you aged that dungeon a lot by twisting blocks and adding vines. And you have chests hidden in rubble piles. And um, it just, the look of that, it feels um, really immersive. So you really nailed it. Awesome job with that.
2: I would say six hours, maybe longer uh, to do that. Um, by, By the time I built that and then aged it and then added the vines and set it out to uh, where the mobs needed to be and ensured the mobs would uh, get to the players or fire onto the players uh, with the archer mobs.
4: Mm.
2: It all takes time.
1: Yeah, and recently I introduced you to a command from Iere Kusala uh, that, showed that you, you could use it with a tap of a, of a one key on your keyboard if you bind to it, that will rotate all of the blocks within a radius, tiny mounts to help age it. Would would that have saved you some time if you had that uh, previously?
2: Yes, it probably would have saved about five hours of work. Oh, (laughs) Jesus!
1: Well, yeah, you did do a bunch of custom uh, things uh, that uh, were little blocks here and there. like one fell and it manip- and it changes the block below it in just such a way like that you have to do by hand, but yeah, manipulating all the blocks uh, one at a time, it would have saved you. But um, yeah, so, and I also built a serpent's nest because people always need a meat and it's hard to find serpents, you know, on, on the servers for, you know, all the players that we have. So I like to build these serpents nests, which are really fun and I'm really... Honing in this one, and I think it's kind of a fun challenge. It's got a couple of invulnerable elders in the center, and so they just con- you can't destroy them; they're invulnerable. But so they constantly create havoc as you're trying to get in there to get serpents. And um, I think people have wasted a bunch of arrows trying to kill the elders, not knowing that. <laughs> but eventually, mm-hmm. they they figured it out, so they're having fun with that. And I just want to take a quick break from the show to share with you one of my sponsors, the Grimfrost, an amazing company that sells really, really cool Viking products. They have over a thousand different modern and historical Viking products. If you're interested, you should check them out. I have a link in the description, or you can go to my website, grocktheviking.com slash Grimfrost. Now back to the show. Well, let's go to our interview with Jure Kuselä. Welcome to the podcast today.
5: Thanks. Hello all. And I have to say, I'm not actually the greatest mother out there. I love lots of great mothers too.
0: You are in our hearts.
1: Yeah, there are some amazing mods out there. But uh, for us, for what we do with our servers as server admins, uh, I definitely find your mods to be some of the most useful for the things that we do. So, uh, yeah, for us, you're the superstar modder because we couldn't do the, the amazing things that we do on our server with without your mods. But before we get into some of the individual mods that that you've made... Can you maybe just tell us a little bit about yourself? Do you you work as a programmer? And uh, what got you into modding for video games?
5: Well, for modding, there was this one person asking about Dragon Tears. And can they put it on item stands. So that's when I made my first mod, which allowed putting those items to item Mm -hmm. stands. And then, of course, that escalated pretty quickly. People started contacting me that, okay, this item doesn't work, this doesn't work. And then I had to fix these things. And and then I got more people asking for stuff like, why can't I use these dev commands on servers? And then I made a mod for that and so on and so on.
1: So you had not ever uh, done mods for games before? It, Valheim was the first one?
5: Yeah, this is the first one. Hmm.
4: Very cool, you really dove in deep, <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, I have done some little minecraft modification to the server, but it's just like nothing compared to this scale
1: and you do you work as a programmer uh for your day job is that correct?
5: yeah, that is correct. I have worked for like five or six years
1: okay and and did you you go to school to learn programming?
5: well, mostly mathematics and physics but also some software development.
1: Okay, so you, you, you learned uh, the programming, sounds like, much of it then on on your own outside of school?
5: Yeah, I have learned by myself. Like when I was about maybe 10 years old, I read my first programming book and learned that way.
4: Nice. That's the best way to learn. I'm a developer too, and that's how I did it as well. Most of my learning was on my own time. So you're like a, a an actual software developer, not necessarily a game dev or anything like that?
5: Yeah, I have never developed an actual game.
4: Cool. Is that on your list one day, now that you've written so many mods? Do you think you'll ever try to make a game, or do you just enjoy adding content to your favorite game?
5: Well, I think I will just keep modding and <laughs> doing actual <laughs> work. Cool. There's just too many games out there, so competing against, against them. I don't have really passion for it, so... Yeah, fair enough.
1: And so, have you made any mods for any other games? You mentioned Minecraft. Did, you said you did something for them?
5: Yeah, that was just for the server, like some new commands. Oh, okay. With, um, with Velheim, how did you
2: find Valheim
5: and decide to make mods for it? Well, my friends asked me to play it, and then we played it, and uh, we have been waiting for a while new com- for new content. I got some spare time, and then I just started modding, and now I don't have a spare time anymore.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh.
5: Did you um, start modding
2: Velheim as soon as it came out, or not long after its release?
5: Oh, it was a few months after the release. So so
1: you've made, um, well, I, There, you have 12 mods up now. Uh, and you did do a no-map mod f- at my request, but I think you retired that one because Iron Gate introduced a no-map function.
5: Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm happy for that. <laughs> Unless what to maintain and that stuff.
0: But that's pretty cool though, because that means that uh, you're kind of the pioneer, and uh, your work inspired uh, the actual game developers to introduce that in the game directly. So that's pretty cool.
3: Yeah. yeah. So for you said uh, earlier that, that uh, Item Stands All Items was your first mod, and it's obviously one of your most popular. What prompted you exactly to make this mod? Did someone like request the feature, or did you see a need for it?
5: I had one person asking for placing Dragon Tears
3: oh, okay. so that
5: they can get the cl- clothing stuff.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, specifically the dragon tier, because, yeah, that's one of the coolest looking items that we can't, we couldn't put on on a stand. Yeah, so, item stand all items, you said that one of your favorite features of it is the scaling feature, is that correct? Yeah. So, that's a feature I haven't actually used. Can you explain how that works?
5: Well, there are commands that you can, like, when you hover any item stand, you can... Give a command to scale the item on it.
3: Oh my gosh. Really? Really?
1: <laughs> yeah. I yeah. saw that in the settings, but I've never used it. Interesting. D- does every item on an item stand um, scale or only some items?
5: They all should work.
3: And my, uh, mind wow. my mind <laughs> is blown. My mind is absolutely blown right, right now. <laughs> I don't so
0: think, I think I've ever right. heard anyone using that mod mentioning that, so...
4: I'm in game right now. I gotta try this. I know, me too. I'm trying. I'm
0: trying
4: it. Dragon tier.
3: All right. uh, Then I have one more question for you. If that's all right, while they're fiddling.
4: Yeah.
3: Uh, Do you have any new features planned for uh, for the future for the the, uh, item stand all items? No, no, no. No. (laughs) It's good. It's complete. We're, We're it's complete. Yes. Awesome. I love it.
1: Yeah, have you had uh, people ask for any more features for the item stand mod? No, no, it's, it's pretty complete then. It sounds like,
5: yeah, I think it's my only complete mod so far
1: <laughs> now the scaling feature, was that something that you added early on in its development or is that one of the later features you added to it?
5: It was like added maybe middle way, but on like the. Latest version, you can actually put the scaling per item stand. Like previously, you have to edit the configuration and it apply to all item stands. But now you can, like, only change one one of them. So maybe it's a bit easier to use.
4: Cool. So, so I look at an item stand that's already placed with something on it, and I type like item stand underscore scale, and then the size. Yeah, Is that how it works? Okay.
3: Lauren, write that down in the in the podcast chat. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: yeah, we're definitely going to have to play with that more and introduce, because on our server, you're right, it's one of the, it, I mean, it is probably the most popular mod. Almost everybody, even people who don't really want to install mods, uh, I think most of them have still installed that one because they they love the decorative uh, features. Yeah. Uh, very cool, and I, I know I mentioned it in a podcast, uh, uh, talking to the devs before, and I think you mentioned it in a text chat that uh, me requesting them to add this feature is going to cut into your uh, your downloads.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hope they add or like make it more. I mean, less restrictive in the actual game. Yeah. Because some things don't make much sense now.
1: Yeah, like you, we can put carrots and onions on a on an item stand, but not a turnip, not without your mod anyways.
4: Yeah, we uh, make extensive use of the server dev commands mod, which essentially enables admins uh, to use admin commands on multiplayer servers, which are normally only available on single-player servers. Um, first of all, uh, we wanted to ask you just about this restriction in the first place. It seems like a, an odd restriction for the devs to put in place. It just limits what server admins can do. Uh, do you know why they did that in the first place and like, why this was a restriction that you had to work around um, in general?
5: I think those commands like, you are not really meant to use them, so that's why they don't really... They just thought to... it
4: was going to break the game or something like that? Or? Yeah, and
5: some of them don't work like on the multiplayer without some changes. Oh, so and useful. Yeah.
4: Yeah, we really use a lot of them. Do you have any favorite features or anything that you can do with that mod?
5: For my own testing, it's nice that you can automatically enable code mode and fly mode and those kind of Mm -hmm. things. Because that just saves so much typing, and you don't have to (laughs) always manually put those on.
4: Yeah, definitely.
1: I used to run auto hotkey scripts, uh, Yuri, before you, you implemented those features. I think I, I might have texted you a few times about those too. Can can we add this when I first log in? Can we add that? Because <laughs> I, I had to run an auto hotkey script to t- input probably 10 or 12 different commands every single time I logged in. It was frustrating. Mm-hmm. Do you have any new features planned for uh, this mod? I know it's one of your bigger mods that probably get a lot of requests, especially from me. I'm always asking if, if it can do new things. What, what What's on the uh, the agenda for the future for this mod?
5: Well, one big thing that I've been wanting to do is to ena- enable features and commands for non-admins so that you could control, kind of have some kind of permission system define which, like, which commands non-admins can use. So if you have cre- a creative server, then you could have people doing cheat stuff without having to give everyone the admin status.
1: Oh yeah, that would be really useful. Yeah, we d- we have a creative server now, and yeah, I just have to give everybody full admin com- uh, permissions on it. So yeah, that that could be very useful. You think that would apply to uh, uh, other mods as well? Then if it- you-, you bake it into server dev commands, but then would that apply? You, you think across some of your other mods or or other people's mods?
5: Mm, no, it f- no, it wouldn't.
1: It'd just be specific to server dev commands, huh? Yeah. Okay.
5: Of, of course, I have a similar thing planned for the Infinity Hammer as well. Give some of those features to non-admins or non players as well.
1: Yeah, I think, well, so that was going to be my next question. Uh, topic was the Infinity Hammer. Because in my opinion, I think that is the single best mod out there. And I'm happy to say that I, I helped come up with mm-hmm. the idea because I I asked you, I said, you know what, all the, we used to be able, well, we we spawn everything in with server dev commands. Which you split into two mods, but we'll talk about that later. And I, I had such a hard time putting in commands to rotate stuff and position stuff and get everything lined up right where the players wanted it. And I said, "Oh, it would be so great if I could just put it in the world with the hammer." And so you said, "Yeah, that should be doable." And like like real quickly, you came out with with an early version of of that mod. Infinity hammer. Do you have a favorite feature that you've worked on with that mod?
5: Yeah, actually I, I love the area remove feature. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can des- destroy lots of things.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. People ask me all the time in my YouTube video comments, how do, how do I get rid of this? Cause you're, you know, default, you know, admin commands, you can spawn something in, it spawns one meter from the ground, always facing North and you can't remove it after you spawn it in. So I just tell everybody, I said, just get Infinity Hammer. Yours, Infinity Hammer will do everything you want it to do. It's the best mod out there. Go get it. You won't, you'll never regret it. One of my favorite features, though, of that mod your day is just the uh, hammer command, which allows you to sample what you're mm. looking at. Because normally you have to you know, open up the hammer menu, sc- look through the hammer menu for the item you want to build. But if it's, it already exists in the world, you just because I have it bound to my mouse four button, so I just hit my mouse four button. It samples anything I'm pointing at, and then I can just build that anywhere I want. That it's so amazing. And, and when you were talking about giving players the ability to use some features from a mod, I think that sample feature from Infinity Hammer. Is, a fee- is the uh, one of the features I would definitely allow all my players to use would be to sample so they don't have to go through that menu. Just makes building so much quicker.
5: Actually, I think that should already work for uh, without having to be an admin, like that you can sample those default pieces.
1: Oh, so if I allow the players to use Infinity Hammer, they can sample now. But are there any other features that they could use that maybe I wouldn't want them to use? <laughs>
5: mm-hmm. well, most of the things should be disabled, but I think they can use the precise placement thing as well.
1: Oh, so I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to have to log in on my non-admin character
5: and, and see about what you can do. It, I haven't yeah, tested that much.
1: Yeah, because I think yeah, some of those features are invaluable for for builders and it's you know what. in a lot of games they actually have that sample feature where you just point at something you can you know right click or some other hotkey to sample it and then paint you know build it without having to go through a menu every single time to find the item and i'm hoping that they introduce that but of course with your mod we already have it so do you have any future um things planned for Infinity Hammer? I mean I know I'm always sending you uh requests, <laughs> but what uh, what w- what are you looking at for future stuff for Infinity Hammer right now?
5: Well, one thing people ha- have been asking is that uh, when you are like placing something there is that item description that it would show some useful information there, like if you are placing a beehive, it would show you the cover it would be easier to know which places are valid for beehives.
1: Ah, yeah. Is that something you think that you can get into that mod?
5: Yeah, it's like half, halfway done.
1: Oh, okay. So you're working on it now then?
5: Yeah, it should be coming maybe next week or something like
1: that. One of my favorite new things you added to it recently was the uh, ability to paste blueprints. Uh, specifically for me, because, uh, I do a lot of builds for points of interest for events for sort the server. So I don't want the players to be able to break the structure. So I need to add, you know, uh, infinite health to all the build pieces. And right now plan build doesn't copy, uh, the health or allow me to add health. Uh, but with your infinity hammer, I can set the health to, you know, uh, an infinite amount and I can paste in any item in the game and it has all that health. But now, since you, you can do a blueprint, the blueprint, when I paste it in with your hammer, it, it gets all that health. Are you thinking about, in the future, having the Infinity Hammer be able to make blueprints also? Or is that something that you think is other people have already done, so you don't need to do it? Oh, well,
5: maybe. <laughs> it's, it's on the to-do list, but not a big know. priority. We've, we discussed earlier about uh, world
2: edit, and it allows you to manipulate so many things in game, and it was originally part of Dev Commands. Um, can you tell us why you decided to split it into two mods?
5: Yeah, it was because of the documentation. <laughs> that was pretty much the only reason. If you go to and read those documentations, I have written, if they were on the same page, it just would be too much to read. Uh-huh, nice. More sense to split them.
4: Too, yeah, it's a lot so of content.
5: Yeah, too easier to use.
1: I send uh, my admins and other people to the mod page and, and say, try to get familiar with it. But it's so much content <laughs> for them to have to read through, because there's so many cool things that these mods can do. So it's, yeah, I, yeah, splitting them just for that documentation so that they at least have, you know, they can focus on one or the other, uh, the different commands was, was, was a great idea. What was
5: your favorite
2: feature of that mod,
5: the world uh, edit commands? Well, I... I mainly like those terrain 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 edit commands because they're actually quite quite powerful. If I have to pick one thing, it's that undo and redo feature. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because if you mess up, you can just mm-hmm. undo it and try again.
1: I this, so many times, Yuri, where I was messing with the terrain around a building that I had I have in the game. And uh, when I do something to the terrain with one of those commands, the building starts to fall apart and I start to panic. I go, oh no, oh no. And I hit my undo key and then the terrain goes back to normal and then the building stops falling apart. <laughs> so I've only lost a few pieces, so it saved me so many times. <laughs> uh, plus, plus the smooth feature on the terrain. That That is one of my okay. favorite features because I've I've used other terrain manipulation tools and they don't seem to have that smoothing feature, um, at least I, I've not been familiar with it if they have, but in in, in your mod, it, it makes the terrain, you, you can manipulate the terrain, but also keep it looking beautiful because otherwise it has that really hard edge when you level it or raise it or lower it.
5: Yeah, that's actually great that you found some use for it because I couldn't think any use for it. <laughs> I just uh, added it.
1: Oh yeah, no, it's so great, especially like now because we're working on our season two server, and my builders, some of them in the channel here, um, are making these really great builds, and so then I've got to take them onto the uh, to the season two server and and put them in the world, and so we've, we we kind of have this uh, you know standard where everything needs to be built on flat ground, so it's just easier to paste, you know, because you don't want to have different elevations to worry about. So when I when I smooth out or when I level the ground. To place their buildings on our on our season two server, I just put in a little bit of code or the setting for the uh, smooth, so that the terrain looks more natural. Otherwise, it would just be this flat hard edge, and it wouldn't look nice. Uh, but it looks really nice with the smoothing feature. So, I'm so glad that you added that one. The one of the features, though, because I'm looking at right now at, at the commands for terrain, uh, I I haven't used the slope too much. I'm, so that that might be something I'll have to play with more.
2: I to mention that I've never heard of the
5: slope.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: I've never used that. Yeah, it's a pretty new addition. Well, if you want to create a slope, it's pretty hard.
3: Mm-hmm. It,
1: oh, yeah, it's really hard with the hoe to get the ground to do anything you want it to do. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so you talk about uh, feature requests from people. I'm curious what percentage of feature requests you get are from GROG. <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> well nowadays it's not that much but like when I was working on Infinity Hammer and for edit commands well I was only working with Chirac <laughs> at that point
1: yeah, I made you a celebrity. Now everybody's uh, probably bothering <laughs> you for uh, for features. I see over on um, some of the other Discord channels, you, you've got a lot of people giving you feedback. But yeah, I remember you saying that uh, not not many people contact you to give feedback. But once they realize that you'll add features if if they request it, now now you become more popular.
5: <laughs> yeah, and it's. It was pretty nice to have Chirac, you know, testing things because that's one big thing I don't really have time for. And also, all those ideas, like the Infinity Hammer, which, mm-hmm. like, like, yeah, like, like he said, it was totally his idea. And the name, I think it was your idea as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking of the Marvel movies, The Infinity Stone. And when you made a hammer that could do everything, I just thought, oh, that. That's got to be the Infinity Hammer.
2: (laughs) Do you have any new features planned for the um, world edit?
5: Yeah, there's one thing that's kind of on testing, is that you can kind of visualize the terrain, which is going to be affected.
4: Oh, interesting.
5: It needs a bit more work, but maybe it will help to kind of... Like one thing people have give feedback is that it's kind of difficult to know what's going to happen. Like just from those command parameters, so now there's a way to kind of give some feedback before
4: you do anything. That'll be nice.
1: Is that going to be with some kind of um, like ghostly example, or, or some kind of grid pa- uh, plane that shows what the terrain might might form into? How 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 will you implement that?
5: It's only going to be like a circle or rectangle showing each area, kind of. Similar to what if you use plan build.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, I I do, and I know Kondo does a lot too. Use plan build. For- because it does have that visual representation of what you, what you're going to modify the terrain. It doesn't have the smoothing. So you, if you use it, you have to go back and re and smooth it or, or just use, um, the terrain feature in world edit. Uh, but yeah, I guess, yeah, being able to visualize that would, would, would definitely help a little bit because I, I don't always know how much of the terrain to level to place a building, but I've, I have used it a lot now where. I, I'm, I'm, I can kind of look in the game and look in the distance and I know how far something is because I always set like the terrain radius to 50 or 80. And so because I've done that so much with your mod, I'm getting used to just looking in the distance and saying, yep, that's about 50 meters away. <laughs> so, so not having the visual representation has added to my skill set. <laughs>
2: yeah, we've um, discussed four of your mods. Um, can you tell me uh,
5: what's your favorite mod that you've written and why? My favorite is the ore support mod that shows those boxes when you try to mine a copper or a, like That was kind of very interesting mechanic. Like, Most people always wonder that why is this not collapsing when they try to undermine it. And then I managed to re- reverse engineer the code and great visual representation and tells you when the deposit is about to collapse.
4: I haven't seen that one, actually. I'll have to check that out.
1: Yeah, no, I've seen or support, and I never thought that I needed it. But now that I know that it's your favorite, now I'm interested to go and check it out, mainly because I, I can now suggest to people on YouTube who get really snarky with me, because I have a video from a while back where I show them how to mine copper and I dig underneath it and I hit the last piece and the whole thing breaks and falls. And I get a lot of people who comment on on that video say, this doesn't work for me. <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> we'll experience that.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's like oh, inv- yeah. invisible connection points to the ore that are still supporting it and and they can't find them. But I guess your mod ore support would would tell them where those connections are so they could break it. Is that correct?
5: Yeah, it was so exactly. Uh, from my point of view, it's the technical aspect, aspect that <laughs> makes it my favorite, not really the usefulness. Is uh. <laughs> there anything challenging
2: to make that mod work? Well, first, my biggest
5: challenge was to get those boxes. To have proper color because actually, on the Black Forest, there is some kind of blue background color or something like that. So, that made those boxes always look very blue color. And it took me a very long time to find the solution for that.
1: Yeah, I noticed in in the image that you have for the, or support mod, you, you went with a, a red outline box. That was probably the final color you landed on because it, it, uh, it contrasted the environment the best.
5: That's kind of programming in general, that like half of the effort goes to something very little.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah. I do find that sometimes I'll, uh, with a video, I'll spend more, you know, way more time on, on a particular video, even though I know it's not going to get, the same amount of views as other videos, but I just enjoy making the video. So I make it anyways.
0: <laughs> which leads me uh, nicely onto the, 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 my, my next question, which is uh, how much of this uh, modding thing is, is a hobby? Uh, and I'm really curious to understand how it works as a, as a business. Is it a viable business model? Do you, can, can you actually make money out of making mods? Um, and also how much of your time goes towards it?
5: I don't really know about the business because I'm not accepting donations. But from what I hear from others, it's not that much. Like maybe you can get 100, 200 euros per year or something like that. But if you are working, (laughs) it's not that much money.
0: So to add your mods onto a mod manager or into a library, you don't actually get compensated for that. Any money that you would get is just purely based on donations, like a Patreon type thing, donations from people using them.
5: Yeah, pretty much. I think Nexus has some kind of reward system, like how many downloads you get, you get some money, but of
4: course it's not very much.
0: Mm -hmm. So it's really more of a passion project then?
4: Yeah. Yeah, more like that. Out of the goodness of your heart,
0: <laughs> yeah, enjoying the challenge of uh, of of making and mods and breaking the game somewhat. <laughs> how much uh, you, you said earlier that you you're basically now you don't have any more free time. Do you really spend a lot of your your free time doing this? And how much do you spend maintaining mods because of game updates versus actually building new mods and new features?
5: Well, I, totally. I'm like spending. Maybe on average one hour per day. Of course, sometimes more, and sometimes I take breaks. And most of it is go- goes to new features because well the- mm-hmm. <laughs> unfortunately the game doesn't get updated very often.
0: That's probably but- for the best for you. Otherwise, <laughs> you'd spend all your time <laughs> having <laughs> to go back to your old mods and update it with when- whenever there's a new patch.
5: But usually, those things are very easy to fix. It's just a matter of like they change some function name, and you have to update it on the mod. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So fixing mod is not very hard or doesn't take a lot of time.
1: That's good. Yuri, has there been an update that was more breaking uh, of mods that that you've made than any other update? Was there one that caused more issues?
5: Mm, Not really. My mods have been barely affected by updates so far.
1: Oh, that's good. Very cool.
3: So, uh, I know you said that most of your spare time is now going to making new content on these mods and that sort of thing, but do you still play video games much yourself? And you know, how much do you actually still play Valheim?
5: Yeah, I still play with my friends like Dota 2 and things like that, And but not much Valheim, Valheim okay. nowadays.
3: My husband plays Dota 2 as well.
5: Yeah, I just mostly play what my friends play. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well yeah, that's that's more fun, right? Like whether you're into a game or not, if your friends are playing it then then it's uh it's fun to hang out with your friends. I, I, I have a, a Friday night jam session that I'll sometimes do with my my old friends that I've known for thirty plus years and we'll just pick some random game and, and play it and sometimes they're terrible, but we still have fun with it because we're just hanging out playing together.
4: Yeah, that's the important part. Talking about friends and community and everything. I'm curious about the Valheim mod- modding community. Um, do modders support and, and encourage each other? Have you worked together much with with other modders in the Valheim modding community?
5: There's some communities. it's bit, bit split, like there's some competition between some groups.
4: And competition, interesting.
0: M- modding turf walls. <laughs> yeah,
5: yeah, yeah, exactly. Not really. Com- yeah. I Like
4: your mod breaks my mod. And- <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. Fair enough. All the awkward dependencies. Yeah.
1: Have Have you found many other mods that have interfered uh, with your mod that you had to tweak your mod so that they don't break if they're both running?
4: Yeah, actually,
5: quite a bit for the server the commands mod because there are lots of mods that's kind of. Key if those kind of cheat features. So there's lots of conflicts.
1: Mm. Oh, and here I thought yours was the only one that allowed us to do admin commands on a server.
5: <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, I think my, mine is the only one that requires you to be admin <laughs> pretty much. And it, every, everything else works even without admin.
1: Oh, yeah, that would be oh, yeah. kind of game breaking for a server if, if all the players. Could do all the admin commands. Yeah.
4: Well, and what's it like for modders on the official Valheim Discord? How is how is that work? Re- uh, how is that work received by both the Valheim Iron Gate team and and other players on that uh, Discord? Have you worked much with the Iron Gate team?
5: Uh, sometimes I chat with Smith, but otherwise not so much. But I think lately it's it's been going to better di- direction. Like, maybe six months ago, official, well, MD Discord was very hostile towards modders. Like, they okay. actually banned. Like, I was actually warned and almost banned from the server once.
3: Mm.
4: Just yeah. talking about, like, modifications you wanted to make to the game or something?
5: Yeah, there was this issue, like, this My Upgrade World mod that allows, like, adding new content to old that people... Lots of people asked about like how can we they do that and then people mended my mod and I was also kind of telling people about it and then that was apparently breaking some rules. Mm. Smith um, was helping me to reverse that thing and I think after that it's been went a bit better direction. Like they've been more lenient about it.
4: That's good. Yeah, I get the impression they're not discouraging mods as much as a way to like alleviate some of the player concerns about content release speeds and that type of thing, so nice to see them easing up on that front a little bit more. Um, is there anything else you feel like they could do to make life easier for modders?
5: Yeah, there's actually some code changes they could do which would help modding and make conflicts. Like There's some code areas that like when modders start, try to do something it will very easily conflict with other mods. So if Iron Gate did those code changes to the base game, those would kind of help creating less conflicting mods.
1: Are they aware that the modders feel that way about the code changes? And have they addressed it as something they may or may not do? Uh,
5: I have talked about them, but I don't know. No, I didn't get any reply about it.
1: Oh, okay. I
5: I think it's unlikely that they will do anything for the modders.
1: But these code changes, probably, it wouldn't change their game um, mechanics too much, but, but would help modders. Is 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 that your feeling about it?
5: Yeah, it would be only internal changes. People playing would don't really notice anything. Yeah,
1: and, and do you think it would be an easy change for them to implement, or would it require quite a bit of work? And maybe that's why they haven't done it.
5: Well, I think it should be quite an easy change. Like, but of course. Like they have lots of things to do on their own. Oh yeah. So it's like my modding, like pretty much all features are easy to do, but when you have 10 or fifty <laughs> on to-do list, it takes some time to get through them.
1: It sounds like me making videos. They're pretty easy for me to make, but I have such a huge list of things that I want to make that yeah, getting to them all. Yeah, like I've been meaning uh, to make a, a simple video about how to just install mods cuz I think people uh, who don't know anything about mods think oh it's going to break their game uh, or their character or their world and installing it's going to be hard. I have to copy files and put them into, you know, folders when really mod managers take care of all that with you and allow you to boot, you know, either in vanilla or modded so it doesn't really affect your your game much. Especially if there's a patch comes out and you're worried you could just boot in vanilla, but I haven't made that video yet, <laughs> just because I I have such a long list of videos that I want to make and and I'm you know I'm more interested in the other ones, but yeah, eventually. <laughs>
2: We've been um, discussing the modding community. Do you have a favorite mod or many other mod modders?
5: Well, I don't actually really play the game, so my, <laughs> like. Well. I haven't installed much from other people. Well, I only install much if they are conflicting with mine. So I don't really have favorites from other people. Yeah. And like we are planning to, when Miss Lunch is released, we are planning to play with my friends and maybe with some much. So maybe I will then find me a favorite.
1: Oh, good. It'll get you in the game and playing the game so I can then say, see, see, we need that. Chi- we need a mod to, to fix that or a feature to fix that thing, the same problem you ran into. <laughs> yeah.
4: So, do you have any resources that you used when you got into modding? Like, what would you say is the best place to look for anybody wanting to get into modding Valheim?
5: I think, like, on the Odin Plus Discord, there are people who have made some nice resources but I have pretty much read the entire Valheim source code. so And with my programming experience, it wasn't that hard to get into the modding. But of course, if you don't have that much experience with programming and don't know the Valheim code, then it's good to try to find a tutorial like
4: showing okay, how to get enough. started. Dive in and poke around. And you I'm said sorry. that was the the Odin Plus Discord channel? Yeah.
3: Yeah, I've heard about that Discord channel actually. And then I have I have one I have one more sort of silly question I'm asking for a friend. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> <Elflessly. laughs> How hard would it be to make a mod that added functional cannons to the game? <laughs> like <laughs> You could use, like, bone fragments and iron and coal and certling cores. Like, how hard do you think that would be?
5: I no idea.
3: <laughs> Fair enough. All right. <laughs> I well, I'd try. Well,
1: yeah, because you you have to create all the assets for that, for that, too, right? So you'd have to do the 3D right. modeling yeah. and the I texturing.
5: Have, I, I have never done any assets, and I have no idea how to do this.
4: fair enough i think doing all the like projectile stuff would be really tough too and like explosions and splash damage like there's so much that comes with cannons that (laughs) is complicated
3: you could use use (laughs) the fire the firework animation and image that's already there for putting a certain core in the fire (laughs)
4: eventually yeah (laughs) 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 it's a cool idea (laughs) yeah combine that with the buildable boats game or the buildable boats mod that'd be fun have cannons on your boat. Yeah. Pirate Vikings.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, Yuri, before we close up here with, with, with the interview, I was just wondering, uh, what, you're always making you know, new tweaks to your mods and, and dealing with feature requests. W- what are the feature requests that you're working on um, right now? Like, what, what, what are the priority ones for the different mods that you're working on right now? that we can look forward to.
5: But yeah, yeah, actually I don't have that many things at the moment on my to do list.
1: Oh, (laughs) (laughs) thanks for letting me know. I'm going to start sending you some stuff. (laughs) No, actually it's been great. Uh, uh, working with you, uh, you uh, you've been so kind and, you know, quick to respond and, um, entertaining, um, my uh, my ideas uh, as a server admin, I had no idea that I could basically become a game master for Valheim or you know any game really because I, I haven't seen other games have this sort of tool set. You know, Valheim was lacking those tools, but uh, with your mods, we're able to do so many amazing things. So really, the people on my server they thank me all the time, and my admins here for for you know creating all this great content for them and but we really couldn't do it without your mods in particular. So, thank you, thank you so much and I, I hope you stay interested for a long time because uh I'm sure there'll be many more great things that you can do with the mods in the future.
4: No, it's very much appreciated. We love your work. Thanks for the invite. Yeah.
3: Thank you for taking time yeah. with us. Staying up Staying late.
4: up late. Yeah. <laughs> great <laughs> to meet you. Thank you.
5: Yeah, you too.
1: Before we wrap up today, I wanted to go over Um, One segment that Morning Darkness uh, mentioned earlier, and it's using Valheim for tabletop games. So, Morning, Uh, could you uh, tell us a little bit about that?
3: uh, Yeah, so Valheim for tabletop games. Um, Since we're talking about different mods and whatnot, I figured I'd go for a, a little bit more aggressive feature that can be added to your Valheim experience. And that is called Valheim Legends it adds six character classes to the game and some of the classes uh are that are included are ranger which gives you enhanced stealth and buffed range attacks stuff like that mage is another one that i think is really interesting uh which lets you sling fireballs and can call down meteor strikes mm. Mm. <laughs> and druid which can summon angry vines from the ground and launch them like projectiles oh like the elder oh a bit like the elder yeah i think so yeah cool (laughs) so yeah just just some things to like make your valheim character stand out if you could pick a class uh what you know whatever it might be uh what class would you guys pick
1: I I instantly think that uh, the druid would be super fun because the elder and his attacks are some of the most unique and cool looking. Uh, that's why I love using them for him for events because those vines just they go out, they take up the whole screen, they shoot really far, and then of course you got the little tendrils that come out of the ground too. So yeah, I think initially druid seems like the one I might pick.
2: I was looking at mage. Yeah, be a, bit, a bit like Yaglith, wouldn't
0: it? Yeah, mm. or the like the shamans.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: There's actually a shaman class as well. Oh, different from mage and druid.
3: Apparently, uh, let's see here. Mm. Uh, we
1: we might have to do that modded server sooner than later.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I would pick the rogue class.
1: Ooh.
3: Yeah, I would go rogue or
1: ranger. Rogue probably gets some kind of special stealth and backstab bonuses, I'm guessing.
3: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, the, the shaman gives enrage, shell, and spirit shock. And I'm not going to go into more details. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a fun mod to play with. And it's one I have, I have not played with yet. I might have to try that. It might It might force mm-hmm. me to do a modded server sooner than later. i get so many requests like people say oh yeah i want new new monsters in in different biomes but i think one of the biggest requests i get is uh i want to be able to use magic so that would you know do it because you have the magic classes or the bigger the other big request is uh, i want to be able to build my own ship and sail it around the world with that mod that lets you do that so could be fun Mm mm-hmm all right, well, I think that's going to do it for this week. Thanks for joining me, everyone.
0: Thanks for yeah. having us. Thank you so much. This was great. And yay, condo. <laughs> yeah, thanks for uh, uh, surviving a 5 a.m. start for us for, for the oh pod time. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: was up at
1: 4.30. Oh.
3: Oh. Night Fury told me to tell you that you're soft. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's it for now. Have fun out there. Thank you for listening to Podheim, Jirok's Valheim podcast. We have new episodes coming out every Friday. And if you enjoyed listening, please support us by subscribing to the podcast on your favorite platform and leave us a rating and a review to help more Vikings find us. We also have a Patreon with perks for supporters like behind the scenes discussions, exclusive content, and segments that are edited out of the main podcast. And if you'd like to join our friendly Discord community, We have more than a thousand people there. Just go to discord.gg slash Jirok the Viking. If you'd like to play on my Valheim servers, just go to my website at jiroktheviking.com and submit an application. I'd like to give a huge shout out to my supporters. Some of them on Patreon, the YouTube membership, and the ones who help boost our Discord server. Your support means the world to me and inspires me to make more videos, as well as run a community Discord and multiple Valheim gaming servers. If you enjoy my videos and would like to support my work, join our friendly Discord community and Valheim servers. Links can be found in the description below. Skull.